you know, I, I can see that there's a privilege there that I don't feel good about, but I didn't create the situation. There's a sense of just a desperation for a shot. They say we just want as many shots in arms. We will vaccinate any Missourian. The idea, because I come from rural Missouri and there's some magical divide, that I'm taking care of rural Missouri any more than I am urban area, is totally false. I'm Sarah Fenske. This is St. Louis on the Air. Two weeks ago, Nadine Hudson took a road trip. The 67-year-old left her home in South St. Louis County at 2.30 a.m. and headed down I-55 to Perry County. Hours of research went into that decision. Hudson was in search of the COVID-19 vaccine, and she'd heard from friends that the more rural the county, the easier it might be to score a dose. I just pulled up maps and I went through the counties. I looked at their population and I wanted to get populations that was uh, smaller. Now, Nadine Hudson got her shot in Perry County, but not every road tripper has been so lucky. And some people can't help but wonder about a system that requires people eligible for the vaccine to put so much effort into getting it. St. Louis Public Radio reporter Kayla Drake looks into these questions in a story that's just out this morning, and she joins us today to talk about it. Kayla Drake, welcome. Thank you. Hi, Sarah. So you talked to a number of St. Louisans making these vaccination road trips. Broadly speaking, who are these people? Yeah, so I spoke with six people um, who traveled for a vaccine, and all of them were white and most were retired, um, like Nadine. But that's just who I talked to. I mean, we had dozens more who responded to an email um, call out. And most of these people knew a friend or a family member or a neighbor who traveled. And these are people who qualify for the vaccine. Are they all pretty much seniors? Yeah, yeah. Most of them were seniors who I talked to. So is what they're doing, going to these other counties or going to National Guard sites outside of the metro area, is that legal? Yeah, that's totally legal. Um, But there are some ethical concerns that some have brought up. So tell me, what are some of those ethical concerns? Yeah, so, I mean, basically, there is a privilege aspect to uh, being able to travel for a vaccine because, one, you need flexibility to take an entire day off with little notice. Mm -hmm. Um, And, two, you need the transportation to go out to these rural areas. You can't rely on public transportation. Um, And then also, I mean, rural residents have high rates of chronic illnesses and lack adequate access to health care. So is there a sense that these St. Louisans might be taking away a dose from somebody who needs it or wants it in rural areas? I mean, I've talked to a couple, um, you know, health directors in rural areas, and they say we just want as many shots in arms. We will vaccinate any Missourian. Um, But there is a sense that they don't want their residents to have to travel for a vaccine as well. So this sets off a domino. If all the St. Louisans are traveling to Perry County, the people in Perry County might have to do some traveling of their own. Right. So one person you spoke with, this is 75-year-old Mary Dunger. She lives in Overland, which is in North St. Louis County. She got vaccinated at a National Guard mass event in Cape Girardeau. She acknowledged that she has some advantages that enabled her to get that spot in line two and a half hours from home. You know, I, I can see that there's a privilege there that I don't feel good about, but I didn't create the situation. 
anybody I know that's done this has had internet access and been able to easily, once they once they become aware of the possibility, they're able to get out there online and, and pursue it. And that is Mary Dunger of Overland. Did the others you talked to acknowledge some mixed feelings about having that privilege? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a sense of just a desperation for a shot. And um, many people, if not, you know, every person I talk to said, I've registered in every hospital system in my county, St. Louis County, St. Charles County. I've heard nothing. Um, and so that that lack of um, response is pushing them out to these other areas and making people more desperate. So we put this question on our St. Louis on the Air Facebook page. Um, we asked people if this had been a situation that had affected them, what they made of it. Got a lot of responses. It certainly sounds like you're onto something. And there's a ton of people doing this. Uh, Don writes, it is such a ridiculous waste of time, energy, and resources at a time when no one can afford to go through this. I'm happy for those who get the vaccination, but the people in charge, you know who you are, Governor, have failed us again. Bad management ruins everything. Maud wrote on our St. Lewis on the Air Facebook group about her own plans to go do this in about a week. And she writes, my privilege, which allows me to schedule a vaccination three hours away and undergo the expense of renting a car to get there, is denied to many other people who are also 1B tier 2. Who is going to help those without a way to locate a vaccination site with openings, get scheduled, and get there? What Governor Parson is doing is criminal. It cannot be explained or excused. I believe he wants to kill the most vulnerable people in our community for the political gain of his party. Now, I'm sharing that comment from Maud because I think that is a common perception in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. People feel that this region has been shorted and that it was mm -hmm. intentional. Did you gain any clarity on that question in your reporting? Right. Well, the region definitely... Um, received an undersupply, let's say that. So for at least three weeks, um, the state didn't send St. Louis County Health Department vaccine because of confusion, um, basically over if it was a part of a hospital system allocation or not. Um, since then, the state has fixed that, but Parson has defended his distribution model as fair. Um, but, you know, he has um, increased doses to this region to 33,000 uh, a week. And, you know, this weekend, he scheduled um, the first mass vaccination event in urban areas, so Kansas City and St. Louis. And that hasn't happened in his vaccination events since the entire month that they've been running. Hmm. As you said, Governor Parson has defended how vaccines have been allotted. Let's listen to that. The idea, because I come from rural Missouri and there's some magical divide that I'm taking care of rural Missouri any more than I am urban area, is totally false. That's Governor Mike Parson. At the same time, though, it sounds like this pressure might have at least gotten to him a little bit. I mean, some changes are being made. You talked to Dr. Alex Garza last week. He's the chair of the Metropolitan Pandemic Task Force. What is he saying about all this? Right. Yeah. So he basically zeroed in on these National Guard mass vaccination events, which happened mostly in rural areas for the past month. Um, and that has probably boosted vaccine per capita in those rural areas more so than urban areas. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. 
So there are some complications that go with this. Um, We heard from Bill. Again, this is on our St. Louis on the Air Facebook page. He says, I was talking about this very thing with a healthcare provider a couple days ago. Being from a small rural town, apparently they are seeing several people coming in from other areas to get vaccinated. He says the problem, apparently, is some of these people are registering at several locations, hoping to get a spot in line, but fail to call all the other places that they have registered once they get vaccinated. Kayla, you've also heard that the administration of the second dose can be a complication. How so? Mm. Yeah. So sometimes when people, you know, let's say it's let's take the National Guard mass vaccination events out of it. And just when people are going to um, these smaller clinics and health departments, um, because people are traveling to rural areas to score dose anywhere. um, Sometimes the appointment isn't very clear. They say, hey, come back on this date. Um, But people don't have an appointment confirmation and don't want to drive an hour to three just for a chance to Mm -hmm. get a second dose. So now we have people who have traveled two to three hours away, and now they're looking if they can get another dose closer. Hmm. And can you do that? I mean, does that screw up the supply if somebody in Perry County is, is theoretically holding a dose for you and you find something closer to home? Yeah, I'd say doctors I've talked to do not recommend that. They want you to return to the same place you received the first dose for the second dose. Hmm. So you mentioned there is going to be a couple mass vaccination sites now set up in urban areas. Do you see these trips becoming less appealing as the vaccine supply maybe starts to increase a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to keep up with because this changes from week to week. So, of course, um, hopefully vaccine supply will just continue to increase and people won't need to travel as far. But I'd say mostly people will continue to travel if they have the ability to um, for now. Yeah, it's hard to blame people for putting in this effort if this is something they're capable of doing. And it seems like as long as there is this disparity where it's easier to book this out of town, people are going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just, if you're comfortable with it, I mean, we need to save these doses for the most vulnerable, um, but it's hard to access them in general. Well, St. Louis Public Radio reporter Kayla Drake, I want to thank you so much for joining us today and, and sharing what you've learned as you looked into this. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, Sarah. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.